Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of teaching about a specific personal finance topic, I wanted to share the strategy that I'm using to one day become a millionaire. And I wanted to share this with you because this is a strategy that is accessible to everyone and that every single person can use. Now, I want to preface this by saying this is most definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is a long-term investment strategy that's focused on slow and consistent growth to eventually be able to retire one day with financial freedom. I have no claims about how this strategy is going to make you a million dollars in one year. I mean, universe, if you're listening, that would be amazing. Like, I would love it if my business took off this year and like, bam, made me a millionaire. But I don't know if it's going to happen that way. Maybe one day I will do everything right and the business gods will bless me with that amazingly profitable business. But in the meantime, this is the slow and steady, consistent growth strategy that I'm going to be sticking with that's basically guaranteed to have me retiring with over a million dollars, well over a million dollars in the not too distant future. The first thing I plan to do and that I plan to always do is to live well within my means. Now, I know, I know, I will quite probably never be able to simply save myself towards retirement. It's just impossible to save enough money to reach my future work optional goal one day. So there's more to the plan, don't worry. But literally none of the rest of the plan is going to work properly if I don't manage to maintain a lifestyle where I am consistently living well within my means. That's why this is now and has always been and should always be step number one of the financial blueprint. I spend significantly less money than I make from my businesses. I'm paying myself a very small salary out of my businesses and all of the extra money that I have is going straight towards my retirement investing account. So for me in Canada, that means my RRSP and my TFSA and any extra money that I have from there is going towards funding the future long-term goals that I have. From day one of getting started working for myself and running my own businesses, saving has been a top priority. Saving at least 20% has been a consistent non-negotiable since I first started working. And the way that I've done this is by being extremely diligent about tracking my expenses to make sure that as I started earning more money, lifestyle creep wasn't gonna chip away at the amount that I was earning and leave me with less than a 20% savings rate. I also worked hard to become really, really clear on what my financial values are. And what this meant was tuning out advertising, tuning out social media, tuning out all of the things that society told me I should be spending my money on and narrowing down to finding the things that I really enjoyed spending my money on so that I could spend money on these things and feel like I was living a financially abundant life because I had the things that were the most important to me. And by spending money on these things and deciding that I wanted to allocate my financial resources towards these things, 
I didn't really miss out on spending money on all of the other things that are currently sucking the paychecks away from a lot of people who aren't clear on what their financial values are. I have really clear guiding principles about what I can spend my money on that makes me feel like I am living my happiest and most fulfilled life. And outside of that, most other things I wouldn't dream of spending money on because that goal of reaching millionaire status and reaching a day where I can retire and become work optional, that trumps basically every other expense that I could ever think of making. So spending money on travel a few times a year? Yeah, for sure. Spending money on a giant wardrobe and skincare routine and coloring my hair? Definitely not. Spending money on lovely ingredients to cook with and to feed my friends and family and loved ones? For sure, financial value for me. Spending money on ordering in after work because I'm too tired and I just can't come up with the meal idea? definitely not something I value, and so on and so forth. And this is how I can continue spending money on the things that I love while naturally managing to save a consistent chunk of my income that goes right towards my retirement saving and investing accounts. So step one of the plan is continuing to track my expenses, be really clear about what my financial values are, and be super strict about contributing all of the leftover money towards my retirement savings accounts. If you want to learn more about the technique that I use for expense tracking and value-based spending, I offer a whole course on it. I'll link that for you in the description below. I also have tons of other episodes where I talk about this because like I said, this is step one. This is the foundational step. This one is so important to make sure you're getting right. Next up, moving on to step number two of the billionaire, bl the billionaire blueprint. That has a good ring to it, billionaire blueprint. No, millionaire blueprint scratch that it's the millionaire blueprint in the in in the idea of setting clear and attainable goals for myself I am doing the millionaire blueprint I don't even want a billion dollars like what do you do with that kind of money I, I don't believe that billionaires should exist anyway getting back on track step number two of the millionaire blueprint plan that's so hard to say <laughs> is to continue to diversify my income I think by now we've all heard the phrase that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And I cannot even begin to tell you how important this is to building wealth. If for your entire life you only rely on the money that you're earning from your traditional paycheck and you don't develop a single other stream of income, you are basically never going to be able to retire. Unless you have this massive salary and this teeny tiny living expense, it's basically impossible to save your way to retirement. You have to develop at least one other income stream, which luckily the most accessible and easiest income stream for anyone to develop is investment income. So the overall idea is you earn money through your paycheck and then you invest that money. So that money is working for you and earning more dollars for you. And right off the bat, there you go, you have two streams of income. And that second stream is most likely what's gonna fund the majority of your retirement. So I am investing clearly, but for me, investing is a very passive stream of income. You know, it, it doesn't actually count as income in my life right now because I'm not accessing any of that money that I'm earning. I'm just letting it sit there and do its job for the next 30 years. I am actively working on developing other streams of income right now. And the most active version of that that I'm doing is I'm consciously and continuously working on developing my three businesses. So 
I have three different businesses that are in various stages of growth and development and maintenance right now. And over the upcoming years, I'm going to continue to pour my heart and soul into these businesses to turn them into different streams of income that are solid and sustainable on their own. Because if there's anything that I learned during the pandemic, it's that it is a terrible idea to rely on solely one business or solely one employer as your only stream of income, as your only paycheck. From there, some of my other streams of income are earned interest, dividend payments from investments, and investment growth. And what I mean by this is that I've taken the money that I've earned from my businesses and I've deposited that into my retirement savings accounts and I've then purchased investments with those accounts. And over time, those investments are growing and working and earning me more money without me having to pay very much attention to them at all while I keep my focus on my businesses that I'm actively managing right now. So there, right off the bat, I've got six streams of income that I outlined for you right away, and that's not even breaking down the different streams of income that I've developed within each of the businesses. I hope to develop more income streams like this, which I will talk more about in step number four. But first, this brings us to step number three, which is investing money with stable long-term growth being the goal. Like I said before, this is definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm not going all out on things like crypto or any product offered by Monsieur Elon Musk. Instead, I'm going for the very boring investment portfolio that's predicted to turn around somewhere between 8 to 11% interest over the course of my working life. Using reasonable projections and adjusting for inflation, I already have enough money saved into these accounts that if I don't save anything else in there, I should already well overreach millionaire status by the time I decide I want to stop working. So everything is going according to plan so far. Now, what exactly does that mean? I currently have two investing accounts that I'm focused on, and these are called my RRSP and my TFSA. I live and work in Canada, so these are the two main tax-advantaged investing accounts that everyone should be using to start investing with. I have several episodes that are breaking down what exactly these accounts are and how you should use them, and I also have episodes breaking down the beginner basics and the theory behind investing, so if this stuff is really scary for you, I recommend going and checking out those videos and starting to broaden your knowledge base about investing because it's not as big and scary a topic as it seems. I'm going to link some resources that I think you'll like in the description for you to check out after this episode. What I was saying though is that I'm currently focused on putting as much money as I can each year into my RRSP and my TFSA accounts, investing that money, and my plan is to never touch that money until I decide it's time for me to stop working one day. So I'm not using these accounts to save for a house, I'm not using them to save for a car or to save for a trip. These accounts have some amazing tax benefits that are like superpowers in the investment account world that you really don't want to squander saving money for a vacation. That's not what these accounts are intended for. They're intended for long-term investing so that hopefully the Canadian government thinks they'll have a population that will be able to afford to retire one day with minimal investment coming from them. So like I was saying, I funnel my savings into these two accounts, then I purchase investments within these accounts, and I leave them be. 
And over time, the investments that I've purchased are going to grow and compound and pay me dividends so that at the end of the day, when it's time for me to retire, the majority of the money in that account has come from investment growth and dividend payments instead of money that I actually contributed. If I do this right, then the amount of money that I contributed should be just a tiny fraction of the total amount of money that's grown to be within that account that's now my money. And this is the very basic overview of the wealth building strategy that everyone should be using and that's available and accessible to everyone. Now, a key point that I just wanna revisit here for a second is that I plan to never touch the accounts. And I know that I'm never gonna to have to touch those accounts because I've prepared accordingly and I've created a financial safety net for myself first before I started investing. So what this means for me is I have a fully funded emergency fund I have several actually for different businesses in the house and things like that, because I just wanna make sure I'm extra safe. I have diversified streams of income, and I also have separate savings accounts that I use to save towards longer term goals that I have. So I know I'm working towards those goals and I'm not tempted to draw from my retirement investing accounts to fund the life that I wanna to have today. This part is super important. Don't skip the step of building yourself a financial safety net before you put all of your money into the stock market because that's a really scary place to be and you're not gonna be able to just watch your money ride out the ups and downs of the stock market and leave it alone when you don't have financial security yet in your day-to-day -day living. And finally, this leads me to step number four, which is the step that I hope is gonna help speed me along towards reaching millionaire status faster, just like running multiple businesses. I hope that this strategy will be my ticket ahead of a lot of the crowd, but if not, I can rest assured knowing that I still have my slow and steady long-term investment strategy working in place, ticking its way along, so I'll still be able to retire one day. But I'm getting sidetracked. Step number four in my wealth building plan is to invest in real estate. Now, my partner and I have already bought one piece of real estate together our home where we live and we bought this a couple years ago so we got really lucky with our timing in the market and it's possible that with the increased value of this property we've already tipped over into millionaire status I don't really know and I don't really care because I'm not thinking about it that way. It drives me absolutely nuts when I see finance educators on here saying that they're millionaires because they had a lucky piece of property in their portfolio that's increased value very quickly. And this drives me nuts because yes, maybe you have a million dollars in assets right now, but your home is not a liquid asset. Your money is tied up in your home. And yes, you can take out a HELOC and you can use it like a bank machine, but that's a terrible idea. I don't ever want to do that. So while this house, yes, it does count towards our assets, it's not a liquid cash asset. It's not something that I can access quickly and easily should I need it without endangering the home that I actually live in and that I want to stay in. So yes, while this house, I guess, technically is the beginning of my plan to collect real estate assets, this house isn't what I mean to use when I say I wanna reach millionaire status and then multi-millionaire status using real estate. What I mean is that I want to own commercial properties or properties that are available for rent and manage them in such a way that they become active cash generating assets. Now, after we bought this place, I had a plan to purchase another piece of property basically within the next year or so, but life got in the way, a pandemic happened, some of my businesses were on the rocks because of it, and property values where I live skyrocketed. So as much as I hate to admit it, this plan 
just doesn't make sense for where I am in my life right now and where I live because property prices and interest rates are so high that it's basically impossible to make a safe investment in this area right now where I know the property is gonna be able to pay for itself. This means that if I wanna do this, I will probably have to relocate or relocate this plan to another area. And I don't know what that means yet. Everything is changing a lot in the housing market where we are right now. Bank of Canada has just said that they're going to stop increasing rate hikes and it's time to just ride it out for a little while and see. But the long-term plan is to purchase properties that are going to generate active cash flow, some of which will go towards maintaining the properties obviously, and some of which will be a surplus and will hopefully go towards funding our lifestyle in retirement or adding to those savings accounts and investing accounts to again, get those dollars working and grow more wealth. And that's it. That's my blueprint to become at least a millionaire one day in the not so distant future. If everything in my life stays exactly as it is right now and I just stick with this plan for the next few decades, I can say with absolute certainty that I'll be able to reach millionaire status well before retirement age and be able to become financially free, be able to be work optional one day, which is the absolute dream. But the hope is that I will be able to fast track my approach to this number by doing more than what the average person is doing to work towards their retirement. So for me, this means really working hard on developing different income streams, really working hard on developing business income, which has the potential to take off much more than traditional employment income, and hopefully by eventually getting into the property game um, and using real estate as a cash producing asset to reach that goal. I've only been working on my adult career for about eight years now, and I've managed to come this far in the past eight years, earning a salary that at the time is just slightly higher than average for my age group, and during the pandemic years was probably lower than average. So I'm fairly confident that if my plan has gotten me this far by now, it's gonna keep on working, and honestly, I'm going to stick with it because it's so simple, it's so easy to implement, it has a proven track record for making millionaires the world over just by following these steps. And the most important part about it all, I think, is that I still feel good about my life. I still enjoy the life that I'm living right now. I'm happy with the things that I'm spending my money on, there aren't too many things I'm spending money on that I'm unhappy with. I'm happy with my savings rate. I feel good about my spending habits. And overall, I'm just really enjoying where my life is right now. And I feel confident about how I'm taking care of myself for the future because autonomy is one of the most important things to me. So that's the end of today's episode. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments or send me a DM. You know, any questions you have at all to do with expense tracking or values-based spending or what else have we talked about today? Investing theories or how to use your RRSP or your TFSA, anything at all you can think of. Just shoot your questions over to me. I do my best to answer you. And thanks for sticking around. I hope you liked today's episode and I can't wait to see you again next week with a new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. 
If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of The How to Adult Show.